the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Monday to answer your question, Paul, where I grew up at. They, I didn't have any air conditioning, central air, window air conditioners, or anything like that until my uh, freshman year in high school. Wow. That's when we finally got air conditioning. At night, it wasn't bad. Dad had this huge fan that he put up at the end of the house. It'd suck the air through the house. In the, yeah, yep. in, the, in the attic. And then at night, as you got the cool air making its way over the land from the lake, Lake Michigan, hmm. uh, you you'd have to have a blanket because oh, wow. it got so cool at water, night. Water stayed cool. Yeah, but during, yeah. The Let me tell you what you go you go swimming in Lake Michigan. <laughs> I don't care if it's the middle freaking summer and it's been a hundred degrees <laughs> for the it, last five weeks. It's still a polar bear. Oh, it's plunge, whew, yeah. it's cold water, wow. really cold water. Uh, we used to go out to the dunes all the time and sit out there on the white sand and get fried and you'd start dying out there it gets so hot mm-hmm. and then you'd make your way to the lake and you'd fall in and that would revive you pretty doggone <laughs> quick i'll tell you what uh, all right let everybody know this is more for the lefties than anybody else i i had my test and um, over 68 years i've had four colonoscopies and I had one polyp this time. They took it out. No big doctor wasn't worried about it. He says, Dave, there's a 1% chance that it would come back and show any form of cancer. And I said, okay, well, then I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep for sure, you know. And he says, yeah, you're good. And so I got to go back. He wants me to come back because I got one polyp mm. in three years. The way it was going to work is being 68 that – after 75 they just suggest you don't have any more because right. you're, you're so old you're gonna you're gonna probably die you know what i'm saying and <laughs> die before you have any yeah, trouble with it right yeah so i i uh i thought wow this would be the last one he goes three years so at 71 years old i'm gonna have to take you know one, as one. i call it the colon blow and uh <laughs> You know, and, and go in and have one more test. But starting in January of this year was the first time that they started out with pills. For the, did you? Yeah, I so took the pills. The Dude, whole, whole lot they, less bad. They sent to me. Huh. They said we want you to drink the liquid. And uh, then my wife and hers is Wednesday. Yeah, um, <laughs> says look, I'm taking pills. I said what? Yeah, I'm taking pills. So I called my doctor and said look i want the pills and they gave me the pills pills were not not a problem you had to take 
It's 12 pills that you take first time. And drink a bunch of water. Then you got to drink uh, 52 ounces of water okay. in a matter of about 90 minutes. Okay. And then you take another 12 pills and you, dry, you drink another. You know, they're going to flush out good. Mm. And they did, <laughs> to say the least. Wow. So anyway, I'm feeling good. I went out. First thing I did, I, I had it done over at Spring Hill Baptist. I got done taking the test. You like this, Artie. I left the test. Went right to Cracker Barrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Dude, I was hungry. <laughs> no, I wasn't hungry. I was hangry. I was, I was, you know, I was, I was ready to fight. And Linda says, well, let's go home. I go, no. She says, you won't even remember eating because of the hypnol crap they give you. And I said, I don't care. My stomach can remember. <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. How you doing? I'm doing good, sir. Right. Good. Bring that microphone up to you. Grab it and pull it right up to you. All right. So, Paul, introduce your guest. So this is Phil Fletcher. He's a friend of mine from Conway. He um, is a founder of Coho. It's an um, organization there in Conway. And um, I'll let him tell you about that organization if he wants to. And um, he's a friend, friend of mine. We we get along pretty well. And we've... Yeah. Um, anyway, and, and this is Dave Ellswick, and this is R.D. Hopper, and, and you know Good me, I'm Paul. Man. Yeah. Uh, Coho, is that fishing? No, it's not. No, no, it stands for City of Hope Outreach. Oh, okay. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, me and my family started 14 years ago when okay. we moved here from the military. It was yeah. in the Army. Where, where, where uh, were you at when you, when you PCS? Last place was Fort Irwin. California, okay. yeah. A, so, Death so you Valley, escaped you know. early. That's good. You got yeah, out of California, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I grew up there too. So oh, did you? Yeah, okay. I did. So, but uh, we moved here in 2007 and started it to help uh, low-income residents and homeless. And yeah, been running hard at it. And do you keep, work with the folks with the van? Uh, off and on, work okay. with them and Bethlehem House, our house. Uh, uh, just different great organizations to help There's people in group, need. Some group out in Conway, the ranch. Yeah, Renewal Ranch. Yeah, yeah. I yep. hear that they're really good. Yeah, as they well. are. Yeah, out in Perry County, they do a lot of great work. So yeah. very cool. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. and Thank thanks for joining us. And I'm sorry yeah. you grew up in California. Uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> back in the day, it was a good it place. Was. <laughs> right, it was. I went back actually two weeks ago, and my sister in law was getting married and. It was good for the beach weather and all that, but I had to fill up a gas tank in. Mm. Not now. It's not it's, good to fill up a gas tank. It's not. Could you it, find it for less than four bucks a gallon? No. It's <laughs> insane. You know, what's what's yeah. crazy about it, it's not the gas. It's the taxes on the gas. Mm. Yeah. That's the big thing yeah. there. Yeah. They hugely, they huge tax the gasoline out there. Yeah. yeah I don't understand how people can survive can there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you hear people. I, I remember when I there, there's two interesting stories about radio. One, if you went to Florida, they didn't pay you anything because mm-hmm. they always told you they were paying you in sunshine dollars. Okay. And I told them I can't eat sunshine, you know. But I understood what they were saying. It was uh-huh. Great weather. But you go to California and they say, "Look how much we're paying you," but they didn't tell you about the taxes, taxes. that you're going to run right. into. Right. So it all mitigated out across uh, the United States. It was crazy. Yeah. So. To, Go ahead. They have high wages, but their um, their taxes their are taxes are way high, yeah. way high. It was only in, it was only until I got to Kentucky. I, I went to work in Lexington for a little bit that I ever ran into a city that had a city tax. Now I understand in California they 
most cities have city taxes. City taxes, yeah. City yeah, income that, taxes. Yeah, and just a, because you live in a city, yeah, they so charge you. Yeah. Do we have any in, in Arkansas? Not income tax, do we? Not income, Not income, tax. income tax. No, no I'm talking about a city, tax city for the tax. city. Yeah, that for they, income. Yes. Based on the income. Yeah, oh, okay. based on your income. Yeah. Not and a usury tax. They, no, they were pa- they were trying to pass that in in election. I forget who the the lady was that was the uh, mayor, but she hated me because I was on <laughs> on the radio just <laughs> lambasting her about it. I mean, I I didn't give her a moment's rest at all on that. And uh, for the first time it went up before the voters, it did not pass. Hmm. It passed the second time two years later because I had left. I I really do believe that was the case. Nobody else was fighting it that way, the way I did. And between that and you remember that the the governor of Kentucky, this was about 19... Eighty, no, not eighty, ninety-two, and he was the first governor that made it illegal to spank your child. What in the United States? No, you could not spank your child in Kentucky. The governor said it, or was it the, the governor? Le- was it legislative action, or was it yes. executive? Or it was legislative. Yeah, action. legislative what? action. Were, that's when Kentucky was solid blue. It mm. isn't any longer, man. It's it's <clears throat> bright purple in Kentucky now. Wow. So, I mean, that's. Uh, is it, is where the, still, the, do you say it's still illegal, or is or they repealed that? No, I'm sure they've repealed it by now. But I remember he did a he had a speech, and I was broadcasting it live, and he was talking about it, and I started playing started playing German martial music behind behind his speech, <laughs> and then I started hitting my my playback unit, which is a, just a sound effect unit, and Seagull. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, stay out of my family, man. Yeah, and it's just uh, unbelievable. I'm not saying beat your child. I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with spanking your child. Right. You know, there's a difference between a Abuse. beating and a and a spanking. I would go back to when I was a kid and when RD was a kid, and beatings were legal at times. Every once in a while, needed a good beating. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, it was just it was uh, that was the way that it, that it was. Six sixteen. We'll get back. First thing we want to talk about uh, today is uh, your former military. Were you I, in the military? I just, was. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, let's talk about this. The Democrats are talking about opening the draft to women. Mm. What do you think about it? The Republicans say they're not going to let it happen. We'll talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let me remind you about PI Roofing. PI Roofing will take care of your roof for you. They will make sure that uh, it's not leaking. Uh, I kind of have them come out now every year because my roof is 18 years old. And sooner or later, more leaks are going to spring up. I had a, a problem earlier this year with a nail that had loosened itself and was sticking up and uh, all it took was one nail and the water would hit that nail go down the nail into uh, my garage and i don't know how it found the route to get there but it went from my garage into my living room and i start noticing a little discoloration on the ceiling and when you see that you know there's water coming somewhere 
in your in your house so they got up there found they found the nail took them all of about five minutes to be honest with you knocked it back down put some some tape over it then slapped some uh, black tar over top of that no more problem and uh, they'll do that for you if you got leaks and fix them for you i've told you on the show over the 20 years that i've had pi roofing as a sponsor how the how great of a job they do with that uh, but probably going to have to have a new roof next year i'm still hoping for hail i'm hoping for hail that way that way the the insurance company will place it 100 percent uh on my on their nickel but really i've already paid for it because i haven't had to use them so I'm I'm paying X amount of dollars every month to them that I'm not using. So as far as I'm concerned, it's like putting it in a savings account. Bottom line, PI Roofing, take good care of you. Just call them, 707-3551, 707-3551, or visit them online, piroofing.com. All right, so the Democrats now are uh, talking about that they want to register women for the draft. Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas and uh, Josh Hawley of uh, Missouri voted against the proposal saying, quote, our military has welcomed women for decades and are stronger for it, but America's daughters shouldn't be drafted against your will. I oppose this amendment in committee. I'll work to remove it before the defense bill passes, that according to Cotton. I'll tell you, I don't think we need to do it, to be honest with you. I mean, there's people who want to do it. I don't think it's necessary. And then here's what I always hear. Well, Dave, you're such a supporter of Israel. As you notice, I got my Israeli flag flying in here. They've, they've had drafted women forever. And I go, have you ever looked at the population of Israel? <laughs> yeah, they were doing as far rock. as young people. I mean, here's the bottom line: they had the women had to fight if they wanted to survive. So they uh, they put them in the uh, IDF. Uh, that's the reason they have to do it. Now, if you don't have to do it, why would you want to do it? We got plenty of guys to go out and fight. Yeah, and if the women want to join, they can join. There's no problem I, with that. I think it's one of those things that that you know, if there's a war then you can implement the draft but during peacetime i think it's just it's it's, it's kind of weird i mean i don't know if, i know paul agrees with me but the problem with this country is the breakdown of the family mm-hmm. and, and kids ha- and kids having fathers and mothers and the st- stability of of a home to raise them in to help them get their education learn values learn hard work in principles, it looks to me like this is another attack on the family that uh, mothers need to be home with, with their children. And if the father's going to go off to war, then uh, who's going to stay home with who's going to stay home with the kid? Well, the nanny state will do that for us. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, we, we threw know. you we threw you in the deep end of the pool right off the bat. So I'm not a draft person. I I came up in a volunteer. Right. Army. Uh, I think the second thing, I've been to war, and war is an ugly, a ugly situation, an ugly environment. What and part of the sandbox were you in? Iraqi Freedom 3. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, what is done, what people go through emotionally, not just physically, 
uh, is very taxing and what happens to women and children. And there is no, uh, you know, there's no respect for life because nope, there's not, there's not. I mean, the goal of war is to impose your will on somebody and to kill them, kill them undecisively, you, you know, just decisively. So, uh, more so with women, um, do women have a place in the military? They do. I had a uh, E4 supply specialist. She was uh-huh. a female. Uh, when I became an officer, I had a warrant officer, a CW4. She was a female, smartest person. Couldn't tell a warrant officer anything to do if you know anything about warrant officers. Yep. Uh, but but nonetheless, they were in uh, logistics, supply, the combat service support. But to have, and, and I know there's been transitions, uh, Ranger School, uh, I believe a Navy SEAL. They were trying to uh, first first woman passed mm-hmm. passed. Yeah, at the SEAL training. Yeah, so it's really well, I haven't yeah, heard. And, didn't, heard and, and they didn't have to go down. You they, know, they, they didn't, didn't have to drop standards. Go down to standards. They she did it on right, her own. Right. So I, I'm not saying that uh, women couldn't accomplish some of those things, but I think uh, real traditionally, I think. Defending one's country, defending one's home, that rests on the shoulders of a male. And we should be out front doing those things and as best as possible uh, keep women out of that that fray. Because, hey, we're designed differently. Uh, we approach things differently. Uh, and it's okay, I think, to say that. <laughs> uh, I think it's all right. Yeah. They're going to call you a misogynist, but right. that's all right. right. They but call I think, me that. You know, it's, it's just but, science, right? Yeah, but if... Consistency wise, uh, this is not surprising, um, you know, for the push for, I think, equity. This is moved beyond equality, but the push for equity. It's not surprising that this type of legislation uh, would be pushed. Uh, you should see it coming if if uh, why hasn't it happened a lot sooner, really? Excuse me. Really, why hasn't it happened? A lot well, they sooner? have pushed yeah, yeah. it before. It just mm-hmm. never has ever had passed. Traction. Right. But the. The cultural winds have changed, and a lot of the ideology that's being uh, pressed nowadays, it only makes sense for this to, let's, you know, try this out in the military institution and see what happens. But trying something out like this has just sad, unintended consequences that I don't think that we need to go down. Well, I'm with you. You basically made my case mm-hmm. with what, you, what you've said. I, I just don't think it's necessary. And then go back to the people who yell at me about Israel, and it's that that is a whole population thing. I mean, mm-hmm. and if uh, they got everybody fighting because everybody has to fight to keep from being pushed back if we've into got an, the sea. If we've got an actual invasion, anybody and everybody everybody's going to fight anyway, can and will fight. And that's just that's just <laughs> yeah. that's just life. But yeah, I mean that's just kind of where we're at. Those that we haven't been invaded. In the in the traditional sense, for what two hundred years? But uh, uh, the British, eighteen, eighteen, thirteen. We took a little. Yeah. Trip. Okay. Yeah. Was that was that the last battle? Yeah, War of eighteen twelve. That was it. They burned down the White House, <laughs> set it on fire. Yeah, they did. You know, that's when we had to move to Philadelphia. Hmm. Hung out in Philadelphia for a while. The city of brotherly love. What a joke that is. <laughs> If you've ever been to Philadelphia. Anyway, so, Artie, we, ha- we heard how, what you think. 
And we heard uh, Paul. I think you're saying not necessary. No, I don't. I Is think that what I'm hearing? I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessary. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm liking yeah. that. Did, know, you, did you see that? Uh, what's the uh, What's the uh, the soccer player's name? The uh, the outstanding the uh, outstanding soccer player that's gay. Uh, that uh, she does. Um, was it uh, the sandwich commercials now? Oh, I think I've seen some little blurbs about. I forget her. what She's... I forget what her name is right now. Anyway, her mm-hmm. quote partner mm-hmm. plays another sport. I think basketball, if I'm not mistaken, for the United States. She's on the Olympic team. Oh wow! And she has stood up, and they will stand and put their hands over their hearts at the playing of the national anthem. Wonder what the the evening talk oh, is between those, those two. three that stood up. Yes, Isn't that, oh, that's her. That's her partner. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know that. I think that's okay. a, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. That, that's almost like the raging Cajun and what's her name that was the conservative, you know, being married. That had be an interesting place to have dinner at. But uh yeah, yeah, she said uh she was wanting to, you know, honor the flag cuz they were playing for the US team. That sounds like maybe she that's got it. got a little bit of straightness going on in her mm. her head yeah somebody that somebody <laughs> hold that on fun. we'll take we'll, we'll talk about this when we come back don't forget about cabin emergency hospital they're on 89 to the walmart side or david's burgers depending on which of those places you go to the most uh side of uh, 67 167 100 physician owned uh the physician that will see you at the emergency room is a board-certified emergency physician and will take good care of you. They're always open uh, 24-7, 365, and then always says right here, including holidays. Well, if they're open 365, that means holidays, but I'll mention that again. Uh, Also, don't forget they've got a suite that has x-rays, CT scans, bedside ultrasound, and they have their own MRI right there on site, on site lab and pharmacy, and they're ready to take care of you. <coughs> they uh, want you to know that your emergency matters to them. And so you're not going to have to wait. I'll tell you, you go to Cabot Emergency Hospital. If you wait longer than 10 minutes to be seen, they must have a really, really busy day going as far as that's concerned. You go to one of the hospitals in, in Little Rock, if you don't wait 15, 20, or 60, or 90 minutes to get back to see a doctor at the emergency room, there's probably something wrong. So get back to your life faster. Get things taken care of at Cabot Emergency Hospital. All right, back with our uh, our guys here on, on the show. It's Phil, it's RD, and it's Paul. Uh, a lot of people have already asked me over the weekend what happened to Iverson Jackson. Iverson took a new job, and because of that, uh, when he starts working, uh, he can't be here. And, uh, you know, you, you go to just about any kind of uh, job and they're cutting you a paycheck, you're making more money 
than you do on my show. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just want you to know. I, I, the guys that come here and take part of the power panel do not get paid. They do it out of their own free will and because they, they enjoy it. Uh, later on today in the second hour, uh, the attorney general will be on with me. Leslie will join me. And we're going to talk for about 10 minutes uh, about her run for um, a governor. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, my big uh, things that I want to talk about is about COVID and COVID-19. We've had upshots of COVID-19 across the United States. There's people that are calling for all kinds of um, things like mask mandates and this and that and whatever. Heidi, did you get that piece of uh, uh, that cop that piece of uh, audio? Did you happen to get that piece of audio from uh, that I sent you from Sarah Sanders? Did you get the Sarah Sanders audio I sent you? Okay, want to play that piece from Sarah Sanders here? Uh, she was on Fox and Friends and was talking about uh, mask mandates. You know, making people get shots, things of that nature. And here's what she had to say. The CDC is talking to the White House about changing the mask mandate because we see these surges of uh, coronavirus. Almost all of it is with the unvaccinated. So, the you know, whether it is at the state level or the federal level, got to figure out what to do about the people who have not yet gotten the shot. You know, if you have my opinion, if you have the opportunity and you can, you should. But uh, this is a real problem because we don't want more restrictions. And mainly for students. They were talking about students with the masks at school. Absolutely. And I think Governor DeSantis is exactly right. He's done a great job in Florida. Um, if I'm elected governor here in Arkansas, we will not have masks mandates. We will not have mandates on the vaccine. We will not shut down churches and schools and other large gatherings because we believe in personal freedom and responsibility. That's one of the key cornerstones, uh, frankly, of our country. I do think if President Biden and Vice President Harris and others on the left are serious about helping save lives through the vaccine, they should admit they were wrong when they cast doubt on Operation Warp Speed at the very beginning and give President Trump Trump and his administration the credit they are due for helping get this vaccine created safely, quickly, and effectively and into the hands of Americans. I think that would make a huge difference, and I think that they should really take some responsibility and step up right. and fix the mistake that they made by casting so much doubt at the very beginning of this process. Rough stats, about 80% they say are Democrats are vaccinated, about 52% of Republicans are vaccinated, and the president doesn't have to go far to see his frustration. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If he really wants to do everything possible, including knocking on doors, number one, he would actually put some security on the border. He's letting one million plus people in here. We have no idea their medical history. Nine hundred percent increase in the Rio Grande Valley in positive tests, number one. And number two, the other thing he would do is say, I have to give credit to the previous administration for Operation Warp Speed. And he could say, I'm very proud of the way we were able to get those shots in arms. And everyone had a chance to say yes or no by May. He could do both things, couldn't he? Absolutely. This was a vaccine that was created safely and effectively under the Trump administration and he should give credit to that administration. I think that would make a huge difference uh, in the rhetoric, take away some of the politicization that we have seen over the course of the last year on this particular issue uh, if they would admit they were wrong when they cast that original doubt on Operation Warp Speed uh, and give some credit to the previous administration. I think it could make a difference. What have I said? I said if they were really, really serious... (laughs) 
they'd make a commercial with former President Trump going on the line and saying, get your get your inoculation, because I've gotten mine. I suggest that you get yours. I say fat chance. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't think that's going to happen. But, How about uh, firing Fauci and hiring somebody that people might actually believe whenever they said something and put out some real numbers instead of instead of all these fake numbers? Well, the thing that they're talking about now, but people in here in Arkansas the same way, the people that are in hospitals being treated for uh, COVID-19 are people that are not vaccinated. The people have been vaccinated. They may get COVID-19. And I know a few people that that's happened to, but uh, it's more like a, a typical flu instead of like, you know, big time, I can't breathe and and got to put you on oxygen and all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, I mean, I've told you, I, I got the shots. I got the Pfizer shots. It just seems to me that um, when you get, and I, I'm going to think Phil maybe feel the same way. He was in the military. I thought it was funny when I got an email from somebody saying, can you believe they're going to make the military uh, take that vaccination? And I, th- I wrote back, I said, so what else is new? Right. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll make you take vaccination. Yeah, that's a standing order. For sure. yeah, yeah, everybody well, gets vaccinated yeah. in the so, military. So, you know, my dad was in the, in, in the Navy as a, as a, in, the medical end, in the medical end of it. And um, they got vaccinated, obviously. So, but one of the problems was that they had they were bad about not keeping records and so you might get vaccinated multiple times for the same thing <laughs> and, and 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 so the vaccines are not really very good for you and so dad was careful about keeping his his medical records so that he wouldn't get get um, vaccinated multiple times for the same thing i had a little booklet that was just a bunch of you, yellow pages you, in it. You kept that it uh, they stamped it. I yeah. made sure it got stamped every <laughs> so you, time I got yeah, a shot. Yeah. So you didn't get yourself pumped full of stuff no, a yeah. bunch of times. Yeah. Well, the first, the first, when you go into the military, the first month, uh, you walk through the line twice. Yeah. And they got people on. Do they still use the guns in the military, or do they, Probably they, not. Or are they just using the, a NATO. the NATO? I remember when we deployed to Iraq, they lined us up. And we went into the take your blouse off. We just went through the line, and you know, at the end of the day, your arm was sore. Oh we yeah, just, yeah, yeah. They yeah. give you they they put them on both sides. Yeah, and they just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And I had that gun, and I hated but that the, gun. The cattle, they shoot cattle you. guns. Yeah, yeah. They I've shoot you with those. those. I've used those for livestock. Didn't like those yeah. at all because if they sneezed or they coughed or they or they talked to you, their hand moved a little bit. It cut your skin. Oh. When you got to the end, you were bleeding on both sides. There's no doubt about that. What are you say? I heard Phil use a word earlier. He used the word equity. You used yeah, the word wherever they were with the word equity. Yeah, you got to understand. There's a difference between that's equality and equity. Yeah, that's the difference between Phil. equity and equality. Oh, yeah, what's yeah. the difference, Phil? Uh, well, uh, how it's being used today, equity is a desire for equal outcomes. There you uh, go. So it's moved Socialist. from equal opportunity <laughs> to equal outcomes. Now, I would I would make the argument, I'm drawn from uh, Thomas Sowell, that there's not even really equal opportunity because uh, you can look at, say, Arkansas and Texas. You know, the opportunities available to one individual or family or residence is different than what is available to those in Texas. And so obviously uh, 
you know, what's available to you, you know, you're going to end up on the other side. Uh, one's going to have a little bit more than somebody else. One's going to learn a little bit more than somebody else. And, uh, and all of those things are, they, they really are affected by whatever's in demand right now. Yeah. And so, you know, right, right now, um, there's probably a high demand for what truck drivers and um, medical professionals. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in, 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 in ten years from now, there might be a high demand for plumbers. Yeah. Or, but but one thing you said is a is a good point, Phil. You know, during the depression, there was different, vast different opportunities in different areas, areas. Of, of the country. Right. Because of of uh, you know droughts and different things during the back east was there were more opportunities than you were in the dust bowl in oklahoma in the west so you'll find people from arkansas in big places like washington state where there was fruit to pick Mm. a lot of people went to california people from arkansas went all over but what they did during that time they went where the opportunity was and people got up and moved it was a personal responsibility for these people to find the right opportunity, just as a lot of young men, if they're in a rural area, they'll join the military for yeah. an opportunity to get an education through the military and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But what what a lot of the left wants to do, they want the, a new government branch to come in and start trying to impose equal outcomes instead of capitalism or capitalism. People, you know, if you overcome it, the American way is you find a way to succeed. If you work hard, hard enough, you will find a way. Not somebody's going to give you something. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing uh, uh, Press for Equity misses is that there are people who just, for whatever reason, want different things. Mm-hmm. There are just some people who... Really? We're different, yeah, huh? Yeah. You know, there's some people that just want to live a... I think it's pretty in vogue uh like a minimalist type lifestyle they yep. don't want a lot of stuff whereas there's somebody else for whatever reason they want to accumulate you know sure. maybe they're a hoarder or maybe you know they, they believe in the old saying phil mm-hmm. person with the most stuff when he dies wins yeah there's people who believe yeah. that yeah. that's, that's that a is. good point that's that a is. good point well, so, and, and, yeah. but you're right though this 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 tiny house movement is one of those things is where yeah. It's uh, in some respects, it's a luxury to have very little stuff, yeah, to to fool with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just it really is in right. some respects, and and um, but I think it's a it's a cool movement. I mean, I, the first um, real tiny house that I I built it was a ten by twelve, and I had a college professor that's from me. Tiny, it's tiny. Yeah, that well, is. That yeah. almost yeah. sounds yeah. like freedom, where people have the choice right. to choose what Uh-oh. they what they want to pursue. That don't tell them that. Like <laughs> don't tell them that. <laughs> right. And so, so one of the things is there was this this equity or equal equality of outcome is that you know one guy might not want very much, and so he doesn't work very hard, or he doesn't work um, very long, very many hours, and so his his outcome will be vastly different from the guy who works eighty hours a week. All right, let's take a break. And then, R.D., you can continue. I, well, I, I just I, picked up on him saying that. I thought, well, that's uh, it. Yeah, ma- right well, I made you bite off your words yeah. there just there <laughs> sure. at the end because you had some more things you wanted to say. Sure. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget that if you got questions about filing for Social Security, get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet put out by David Lucas Financial called Your Guide to Social Security. 27 pages long, outlines what you need to know, 
and that can help you get even more income when it's your time to file for Social Security. If you're within five years of filing for Social Security, then get your free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. As a bonus, you're going to receive a free customized Social Security analysis. And what that is, it pinpoints the uh, optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits that you have coming to you. Pick up the phone. Call right now, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. All right, back with you. We've got seven minutes remaining. R.D., you you had something you wanted to say, and Mm -hmm. I cut you off before you could get it going. There was not even... A sound came out of your mouth before I said we got to take a break. What, what, what were you going to say? You, I just want to bring up the movement. Phil brought up the uh, the word equity instead. And, and, said and people so. think equity is the same as saying equality, and it's not. No. It's no. different. So there is a movement to divide this country, and there's a, a movement uh, that says it's anti-racist, but they're actually causing racism. And that's dividing people up into different classes or different categories and say that everybody ought to have the same equity instead of equality or opportunity. And uh, they would like to have the government take things away from people and give it to somebody else. And uh, the government decide who gets what. And they want to overthrow capitalism and, and the American way. And, and make people subject to everything, everybody having the same equity. Well, no. And uh, our country and our freedom's under attack. It's under attack from, it's going to be under attack from Russia and China. And But, you know, the the fight from within, it almost as looks as scary as the one from without. Well, and I think part of the, part of the issue is that you, we've just got so many people that have lost sight of the, we want equal rights. I don't want equal, equal outcomes. I want equal rights to everyone else, and that's and and I, I just I, I want to have liberty, um, and and um, it's just one of those things that, that people want free stuff. They want they they get indignant because there's a gap, there's a wage gap, there's a, there's an income gap between the rich and the poor. You know the gap doesn't matter. I'm sorry, that's just envy. If one guy's got a million dollars and somebody else has 50 million dollars the mil- the guy with 1 million dollars isn't being um violated in some way simply because someone else has 50 million i mean that's 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 irrational that's dumb for him to be angry and envious simply because somebody has more than him um right. so this this the income gap is not that's not an argument if you if you're arguing that well these rich people are stealing from the poor people okay that's an argument we can talk about that but the fact that they just have more is is not a valid argument that's just basically envy and covetousness and i preach feel bringing it up because you've actually referred to it early on as the difference between the two or, or said that and uh, a lot of people are afraid to speak out against this because they're afraid they're going to be branded you could lose your job if you if you spoke spoke out against equity and you work for one of these big national corporations you could be sent to a re-education school or you might, might they're having to denounce you know being successful and being a ceo or whatever but everybody 
that has been successful has not necessarily had to suppress someone, but these people want to to be oppressive and take things away well, from people and give it to somebody else. Can I just jump in real yeah, quickly yeah, to yeah. point out something that R.D. said, and, and people, it just flies right over their head. They start talking about companies telling you you have to take certain classes mm-hmm. so that you're thinking a certain way. You know, we used to talk about that here in this country, about communist countries sending you out to re-education camps. Mm-hmm. Now companies do it, and we don't say nothing about it mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. There's There will be a lot of people that probably have to quit their jobs or find jobs somewhere else if they don't agree to sign up on this agenda and, you know. Ask Coca-Cola d- about and, that. And denounce, you know, their success or, or the opportunities they've had in life. And uh, and apologize for being who they are or what they are. The whole thing, and, uh, the whole thing about socialism is slowly but surely percolating through all of our our society. It really, it really is. So these people want to take our First Amendment rights away from us. Second they, Amendment, Fourth second. Amendment. <laughs> we so, can go uh, right down the line, man. So and we're, we're under gonna, attack, and people are afraid to. Speak to speak out no, against that's, it so that's, that's one of the reasons we're here i think is we're going to take the position we're going to try to get the information out there no matter what and, and promote promote liberty and so that, that's one of the things that we've got a crisis going on and we've got people out there that do not want to let a crisis go to waste i mean because it, it's rahm emanuel it said that a long time it, ago it's an opportunity to snooker people into giving up their liberties yeah and once you give them up, it's hard don't to expect to get them back anytime soon. Yeah. And it won't happen. All right, guys, we'll pick it up on the other side of the news. News is coming up. we got a lot more to talk about. You want to get involved in the uh, conversation, I haven't invited you. Let me invite now. 823-0965. 823-0965. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. News is next here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Our Monday, we're moving right along. Doyle's going to join us. He wants to get involved in the conversation. Doyle, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm well, thank you very much. How are you? I'm good. Which, okay. 
What do you want to bring to the table? Good morning, gentlemen. Earlier you were discussing the vaccines and the mask mandates. And uh, I listen to your program a lot. I've never called. I also listen to other conservative talk radios. And I've never heard anyone address this. Uh, and it's just an opinion on my part. But one of the reasons I believe that the Biden administration is allowing illegals into the country is because the vaccines were working. COVID was getting under control. And if that were the case, they would lose their control over us. So what they do is they allow illegals in. They don't make them take vaccination. They just send them all over the country. And if you've noticed, since that has occurred, the increase in COVID-19 cases has increased to the point where now we're going to mandate masks and try to gain control back over the people. What do you think about that? I'm going to let you go. Listen in on the radio. Bottom line is I don't. I don't discount that. Here's what I do know. When you let a bunch of people in and you don't check their health, you're asking for problems. Uh, I've had doctor, uh, uh, well, I've had different doctors on uh, talking about this. I've talked about it uh, myself on the air, and that is, for instance, when people came to the United States during the great wave of immigration uh, back around the beginning of the 20th century they went through ellis island and the reason you went through ellis island is they and there was this long long thing you had to walk through in an amusement park we call that a like a cattle walk <laughs> yeah, and they would they would observe you and if you looked sick they called you out and started checking you out because they didn't want to let people Introduce in with diseases and things into the United States. There's many a story about husbands with their kids going in and the wife didn't get to go, the wife with the kids, and the husband didn't get to go because they were sick. We tried, not in the best ways possible, because you know the way that we can see if people are sick now is far better than it was then, but we culled through them. We're not doing that uh, over on the southern border now. What is it? They said 100. I heard a sheriff in Texas saying that they were missing 180,000 people a month are going around the system. So that's the ones that they're not that are not hitting any checkpoint. That, 180,000 a month. But so, even the one coming through checkpoints I mean, the the influx of COVID-19 is up, what, down in the Rio Grande Valley, 900%, and they're letting these people wow. get into the United States. You couldn't ask for a better CEDAR program than that. <laughs> but 180000 a month. And that could be, we were talking about some people do need to be in jail, and some of the people in jail do not need to be in jail for their fences. Some people need help that are in jail, which I would agree, but... How, what kind of people? There's 180,000 people that, that were just letting, letting into the state. Remember I mean, a couple of years ago? I don't know if it was last year or year before. I I forget now. Um, I forget a lot of things now. <laughs> anyway, uh, we had that outbreak of measles here in, in Arkansas. And uh, it finally came out that it was coming out of the Marshallese community mm-hmm. up in northwest Arkansas because they weren't inoculated against measles and so they were getting measles and then they were passing it out 
to uh, to kids and to the population up there, and it's spread all across the state. Those are things that that's public health stuff that you got to do. You just got to do that. You want to come to this country? I don't have any problem with that. If you come and uh, if you're sick, you got to be treated. Uh, they get a lot of people that are coming over to southern border that have uh, tuberculosis, mm. and they give them the necessary medications uh, to uh, get rid of it. I think that's a here's the problem: they don't take all of it. Mm. So now, if you don't, don't take all of it, guess better, what happens? You don't get better. In fact, the tuberculosis bug gets hold. stronger. Mm. I think it's one of those things that takes some pretty powerful antibiotics, and it's yeah, a, you it's know. A, and we give it to them free. It's kind of a big. There, there are legitimate people in this country that need help in life but we have people with learning disabilities we have people with physical disabilities you know a, a a country takes care of these people in a civilized way we have elderly people that need to be taken care of they can no longer take care of themselves but if 180,000 people a month you can't do uncontrollable people coming in and that can't sustain themselves and don't even speak the language you know, at some point, we do need to take care of our own, and we need to let a certain number of people come and have the opportunity to experience freedom in this country and have the same opportunity that we do. It's good for our country, but you can't bring in the whole world. Well, well, you can't bring in just laborers because the jobs that are out there just for laborers are disappearing. They're drying up. They're just, there's just not those jobs well, out I there. What I find anybody who work. <laughs> yeah, I think I think to, to uh, one of the things that Doyle's call that uh, sticks out in my mind is how I don't want to verge on conspiracies and all that, but how even those individuals, whatever you think about them, as coming across the border, <clears throat> how they're being used uh, for a particular agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're looking at a a group of people. We'll just say for argument's sake that. Uh, they're coming, escaping whatever situation they're coming from. They're looking for help. Therein is a, a Dave, I think you mentioned, no crisis is going to waste. That's you, right. You know, so how, Emmanuel. how can we use an individual's real felt need to actually consolidate more power, right? And so, but then you've got in the country, you know, what we're wrestling with, with the whole COVID thing and what's going on, and then, you know, the government, how can they use this as well where the connecting factor is COVID, right? So if we let people over and not test them, right, that's one thing. We can consolidate power that way. At the same time, you know, all these discussions reflecting back to what Sarah Sanders is talking about and, and all the discussions about vaccine passport possibilities and mask mandates, uh, you know, how can we use that? And so you got two different groups being pitted against one another so that, government can continue to consolidate power and i think that's the other thing that we got to pay attention to as well we're all being used uh for somebody else's purposes i like what both of you are saying what doyle said because there are people saying nah nobody's going to do that they want to just continue to perpetuate you know the covid19 outbreak Mm -hmm. or whatever you know what there was a time that i would have agreed with you Mm -hmm. But with the stuff that I've seen that have happened in this country over the last decade, I can't disagree. I can say I I haven't seen it, but I can't, you know, I can tell you when it comes to the left, they'll do just about anything. Although I will also say this, there are people that are on the right that own companies 
that want cheap labor. And so they want X amount of people to come across the border and come work for them, cut chickens up and things of that nature. I'm just telling you, that goes on. We know it goes on. We've had big runs on some places here in Arkansas that were doing that. People trafficking. Yep. There's a lot yeah, of people. trafficking. That, that's true. There's a lot of people that profit from this kind of thing. You better believe it. And, you know, whenever we look the left and the, the right, whether you, there's fault on both sides. There's there are cor- there's bad people on both sides. On both sides. Mm-hmm. There's corporatism on both sides is what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. So the corporate you know, people, they have they have their agenda also, yep. and we're being used in that. And then social media is, is, you know, is pitting us all against each other as all being bad people just because we have different ideas mm-hmm. on, on how this country should work. Everybody on the left doesn't want to take our First Amendment rights away from us, and everybody on the right, you know, doesn't want to make everybody on the left live like they do we believe in freedom like Mm -hmm. like you said we believe in freedom i don't care what you do in your bedroom it's a free country but don't be telling me how to live my life i won't tell you how to live our life let's respect each other and let's be glad we live in the greatest country in the world i would agree with that it doesn't sound that complicated but there's a lot of people the agendas that are pitting us against each other like you said trying to take power to push yeah. their agenda instead of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. If I got a vision of the world and <clears throat> if I got the money and the political power to do so, I'll find a way to make you live my way. <laughs> I will f- Soros, I, it, George Soros. It, you know, and it, like you said, it's, uh, it, it's just throughout history. If you have an individual or a group of individuals got the, the wealth, the influence and the political means, They'll find a way to make everybody else live their utopian way of life. It's always been that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go to, let's just say in China, the warlords, you know, whoever was in in power made people do things the way they wanted Mm -hmm. them done. Mm -hmm. Uh, You go to Italy when the Medici's were in power and and did it through the banks, they were in power. I mean, it, it has happened in every country in the world. People, people don't. And still does. Right. And, and, and fear is a good way to, to snooker people into giving up their rights. And, and it's a way to control people. It's, if you can get them afraid, you can get, to, get them to accept a lot of stuff. Fear. Hmm. You can get them not COVID-19 to stand up. COVID-19, fear. Hmm. You can get them not to stand up for their rights right. yeah. and, and, and speak for their freedoms. Sure, sure. And, it's, and it's, what, is the, what, what is the most common command in Scripture in the Bible? Fear not. 365 times, one for every day, brother. Just telling you. All right, let's take a break. Pat Davis wants you to know that uh, he's got great things going. He is your health plan man, and he's giving a $25 gift card right now to the first 100 callers uh, through the end of this week because, hey, July's over at the end of this week, guys. And uh, so if you request a free no obligation health insurance quote. All you have to do is text your first and last name and number 25, and uh, they'll put you in the drawing, and you could win this $25 gift card. Remember, again, text him at 501-605-6935, and put your first and last name and number 25. Pat's been around advertising here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show now for three years, and uh, he and I talked about this. I mean, it's something that's uh, kind of crazy. People hear, 
well, you hear no copay, and you hear this, and you hear that, and the bottom line is, hey, it's too good to be true. Well, it's not, but you won't know it unless you call him and talk to him about it. So he's just, just trying to put a little sugar, you know, out there for you to come in and, and learn the uh, information you need to know. So, uh, again, get a $25 restaurant gift card by texting your first and last name and the number 25 to 501 605 6935. There is a minor restriction. You can't be a Medicare or a Medicaid uh, eligible person between the ages of 21 to 64. Get your quote and a gift card, 501-605-6935. All right, back with you. I was just talking to R.D. He's going to be back here in just a moment. He ran out of the the studio just for a moment to get a cup of coffee. Uh, His daughter will be done with uh, governor school into this week now they sent them home because evidently they had like four kids show up with COVID-19 so they're doing the rest of governor school by a computer but we're going to try to get a couple kids in here next week to talk about governor school and I mean you remember when we had uh, uh, Mark Lowry on from Maumel he's a state uh, legislator and he was talking about when the legislators go in to see what's going on in, in, in governor's school, they see just the classroom time that the kids have. They don't talk to them about those other two uh, times that they have where they're dealing with uh, social issues and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. They don't allow so, yeah. them to be in for those so this, discussions. So this is one of those tax-funded things that we're not allowed to actually figure out what the government is teaching these kids. Well, I'm sure you don't even get to go. Uh, the legislators can go and see yeah, they have the, a little the bit more classes. Well, they have try a to go see. Leeway. Try to go to a school where your child is a student at, and ask to come there. And you might find it's not as easy as you think it is to get into the classroom. Yeah, that to observe. To, yeah, that happened to me when uh, our kids were in school. They've all graduated now, but uh, I wanted to go sit in. Dude, and, you look like you're like 28 years old. No, I'm 48. Are you really? Yeah. Man, <laughs> my youngest is. You don't have 19. a gray hair on you. I got a couple, you know. Well, anyway, I got a couple. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I went in to see the teacher, and uh, she said, "Well, no, you got to go to the administration and set up an appointment to do isn't all that." that. Crazy? I was like, "What are you talking about? I should." These are my kids. I should be able to come and sit in class, you know, not bother you or anything like that, but just just, just monitor, just observe yeah. what's going on. Audit, and yeah. That was the first time I learned that, and I, I probably pretty certain that most parents don't know that they can't just go and sit and just see what's going on in their classroom, and so that's pretty disconcerting considering that, especially as a public school. Yeah, and, you know, my tax, tax dollars, dollars that are contributing to this. Well, everything that's going on in here that I have to go through these steps. You know, they went through a whole justification. Well, we don't want to be a disruption in class and so on and so forth. And what if we had like tons of parents that come in? And I was like, well, <laughs> what if there were tons of parents that was coming in here? I mean, might be a good that's thing. That's the point. Yeah. So, that might be a good thing yeah, for happen. That's kind of surprising that that's limited at the governor's school. Well, I've, yeah. I've always said that, uh, you know, I would. It didn't bother me if the teacher wanted to say, "Well, what day do you want to come in?" So right. she knew I was coming, or right. he knew I was coming. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with that. I know that 
he might want to say, we have a special guest today, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, and they're just going to be here to to watch what y'all are doing mm-hmm. and let you sit back there and, and watch what they're all doing in yeah. there. Yeah. You know? yeah, Nothing wrong a, with that. Yeah, they used to have a career day, and parents would come in and tell the students what they did for a living and and uh, participate. I don't class. even know if they do. Do they do that anymore? I don't know. They didn't ask me to do it. I mean, do you have, like, a bring your pet day and all school. that kind of stuff? I mean, we I used to do all that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they would days. encourage parents, you know, to have birthday parties and stuff like that. And parents would come in, and the kids would meet the other kids' parents. And it was, you know, it promoted, you know, people to get to know each other, go home with each other, and, and socialize. Do they even let kids bring treats to the rest of the, the classroom? Well, no, a, now it's it's... Because of dietary restrictions. Oh, yeah. Peanuts. You know, everybody's got to have one. I think it's got to be sealed. Uh, wow. That kind of stuff. That's you tough. can't bring, like, Cupcakes. oh, hey, I make cookies or brownies like it used to. Like You've got to bring prepackaged it, yeah, Rice Krispie Treats or something right, like that. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty. I don't know. Things have changed. Yeah. That's another statement, man. You know, when I was driving in, I was listening to the news, and they was talking about how there's more and more parents because of covid last year who have transitioned to homeschooling yep um, and staying with it staying now. with it because they saw the ineffectiveness of public schools mm-hmm. uh another reason was because of the special needs of some of the students um even one public school teacher there was interviewing her she left and started her own homeschool uh because she saw it was just more effective in doing so and you would think uh more of that would be pushed uh at the state level that's one of the the, silver linings yeah and it's it's disconcerting to me that a lot more of that has not been pushed more school choice or whatever you want to frame it as oh no as a result of the (laughs) i think it's covid exposed the weaknesses in the public school system and well public school is a is a pandemic spreader waiting to happen i mean it's it's mm. just a great opportunity mm. to spread disease yeah and so it's, it's i mean you've got a bunch of little kids especially little kids they're snotting and slobbering all over each other <laughs> and and they, they don't wash their hands very good when they go to the bathroom all kinds of stuff that is a great opportunity for little kids mm. to spread stuff i tell you what it exposed and that's the unwillingness of many republicans to fight the power in the regime of the public school system because they the listen to the school superintendent instead of to their voters you're talking about power this is big money when you come to schools mm-hmm. you're talking about big money you're talking about it's big unions big money and big power and big power yeah. and the republicans unwillingness to take it on and be able for parents to be able to take their tax dollars and take their tax dollars and spend it in a way that they want mm-hmm. their kids mm-hmm. Or what's the best way their kids learn for the best education? The amount of money that goes into public education, just on the amount of money that the government raises in the state of Arkansas, our our budget's about $5.5 billion now. 61% of that goes towards education. And then federal just, government just do in. the math. Wow, that's a lot of money, right. folks. And then then the federal government oh pass through money. money too, now right. you're up into thirty eight billion dollars. Yeah, and so I, I think it's uh, it, last time, last number I heard was about eleven thousand per student. I bet it's twelve or thirteen now. I'm telling you what Westerman wanted to do. Uh, 
was the smart thing to do, and that was to give every parent the amount of money that should go to their student and let them take it to whatever school they want to take it to and take their kid to that school. I agree with that. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm going to call one of my advertisers today, you know, with Dustin Turner. I told everybody when I called him, I'm going to be calling East End Towing today uh, because my daughter's car is over at RD's right now. I had it uh, hauled over there and having them look at it. I thought it was transmission. It is not, so uh, it needs a a complete tune-up and some other things. Uh, So I'm going to have East End Towing you know hook it up and take it over to joe's garage uh, today and then they'll start on it and work from the front end to the back end and get it running uh, the way it should but i'm using east end towing because no matter the situation east end towing can handle it and has the answers necessary about it they belong to the arkansas tow and recovery board they're licensed they're insured and all the trucks are permitted. So these are the kind of people that I want to hook up uh, to my car or to my daughter's car or whatever, so that if anything would happen, the insurance covers the the, the loss. So keep that in mind. And uh, East End Towing also wants you to remind you that they've got the slow down, move over campaign going on. If you're on the road and you're driving down the road and you see red lights flashing, blue lights flashing, or yellow lights flashing and those yellow lights be a tow truck get in the far lane uh that you can and uh, give room to the people who are doing their jobs that's east end towing all right guys i think that's actually arkansas law and i think it also applies to non-emergency vehicles that even so if, if you're on the side of the road with a flat tire and you get your flashers on, I think by law, people are supposed to either slow down or move over. Well, I always move over. It just well, makes just, sense just to me to move yeah. over. It's you just know? courteous if nothing yeah. else. But I go along with if that. If you're not going to stop and help them. <laughs> All right. So let me uh, read this article here real quickly to you and see what you guys think. Down nearly 20 points just since May, this coming out of a pandemic, a poll shows that optimism about the country is plummeting uh molly hemingway says on twitter since liberal corporate media polls systematically undercount negative news for democrats the real numbers are probably even worse so uh right way wrong way probably the right way to put this is the country headed in the right way or the wrong way the right way side is down by 20 points. The other side up by 18 points. What are their number? I mean, what what is their what are their questions on this? I mean, because I, I, you can look at some some. Is the country on a right way or a wrong right way? The way that you feel. I mean, I like the fact that more people are homeschooling. I think that's cool. More people are being able to spend time with their families. That's pretty cool. I, I think economically. It's insane what's going on right now. But if you add it all together in your mind, do you think that the the country is moving in the right direction or wrong direction? I say it's moving definitely in the wrong direction. I, I think. All right, go ahead, Phil. Go ahead, Phil. Phil's ready. Yeah, go for it. I think we have some very serious things that we got to address. I commented on Facebook. Uh, that really our public health crisis is not COVID um, because sicknesses, these kind of things, they come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but how we treat one another, how we interact with one another, how we look at one another as citizens, individuals in this country, that has lasting effects. And if we can't have civil conversations, agree to disagree, find some way to move together as a country, if we want to be tribal on political grounds or ethnic grounds or those type of things, if we can't come together around some common values and beliefs as citizens of this country, uh, then we are doomed to be like a Rome or any other great um, civilization of the past that ultimately it consumes itself. Mm -hmm. And then it just makes way for outside uh, entities to come in and and finish it off. Um, And so um, at the same time, I'm hopeful. I think, uh, you know, shows like this and this press for, uh, ideas and and free speech. Like I'm a I'm a libertarian, and I think uh, we should be able to sit down and engage with those ideas, and not be so sensitive, uh, but engage with the ideas and and figure out how we're going to move forward together and be free about that without harming other people or taking people's stuff. Uh, but it's going to require some humility. Uh, it's going to require some. Uh, uh, some courage to be like, hey, you know what? I don't know everything. I don't really. I have a dis- everybody <laughs> has a disparity of knowledge. So because of that, I don't. We don't need a, a centrally planned way of figuring out things. Liberty is um, kind of messy sometimes. It, it is. And that's okay. It, it is. Uh, but I would. There was a thing in Game of Thrones where uh, one of the unsullied say he would prefer a a day of of freedom rather than a lifetime in chains. So wow. I said, amen. That's real that. quickly. Harvey. Hey, that's what I was going to say in, in a nutshell. That, uh, And I think social media is pitting us against each other because it's mm-hmm. it's figuring out who we are and how we think and sending us things that, that divide us. So it's mm-hmm. sending the left uh, stuff that says that the right's bad and the right's getting information on social media saying the left's bad. and. Mm-hmm. We have to get along with each other. If we want freedom, we've got to be able to talk, and we've got to be able to, like you said, share ideas. And it's not as bad as it seems to be. Go out into your neighborhood. Talk to your neighbors. I talk to my customers. Things are not as bad as they are on TV in real life. We don't hate each other. So don't believe everything you see on TV or read on social media. And uh, let's just just get along and, and practice freedom. All right, guys, we're out of time. Got to let you go. Thanks. Go. Quickly, what do you got? The, you got? the Arkansas Governor's School is trying to raise money for uh, the Arkansas Food Bank, and uh, I shared the link with Dave. If you could put it on, I'll your put it on my Facebook Facebook page. But please donate to the Arkansas Food Bank and help the kids at Arkansas Governor's School do something positive. Hey, if you're interested in HopeVillageCoho.org, make a donation. We're building small homes for the homeless and veterans in Conway, Arkansas. Very cool. Yes. And uh, we look forward to having you back on, Phil. Thanks, Dave. It was Appreciate a great time. It. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Yes, Thank sir. you, R.D. Quick break, then we come back. The Attorney General will be with us on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Home prices are up year to year, 25%. That's why the housing market is so hot right now. I'm going to sell my home. I'm working on it right now to make it uh, get it on the market in October 
When I decided I was going to sell, I called Dustin Turner. I've been telling you about Dustin for over a year now. He does it right. All you got to do is call the same number I did, 501-952-2969. That's 501-952-2969. You can uh, Google Dustin Turner, uh, the home team, uh, on Google, or just go online to hometeamsoldit.com. That's hometeamsoldit.com, and let him move your home off of uh, the market quickly and put some dollars in your pocket. The Attorney General is with us. Leslie, how are you this morning? Good morning, Dave. It's always a pleasure. I am fantastic. How well, are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Listen, uh, there's some things going on right now. I, they've been talking about it on all the news shows. Uh, the governor was out talking about it uh, over the weekend. I think he was on CNN, if I'm not mistaken, about... Uh, Arkansas is uh, last in uh, vaccination rates here in the United States. I've been talking to people and asking them to please get vaccinated. I'm not asking any laws to be passed to make people get vaccinated. And they're starting to talk. Uh, Fauci's starting to rattle his saber again and say in saying that we should have a mass uh, mandate as well. What's your thoughts about that? If, if you were elected governor, how would you be handling this? Well, Dave, I don't think that we should force people uh, to they, – they should be legally required. They should not be, just so I'm clear. I do not believe that people should be legally required to get the vaccine. My family and I all got the vaccine months ago, back in March. I did some TV interviews about it back then, talking about why you know I got it and why my, it was the right thing to do for me and my personal health and my family. So I encourage people. You know, we've got people that are close to me that I've lost to COVID. We've got – Folks that are someone that's close to me that's on a vent right now that I pray for every single day uh, for those doctors and God to uh, heal her. But everybody's got to make that decision. But we want people to make the right decision uh, for them and their family and for others. And when we see these numbers uh, going up, uh, you know, and so many Arkansans, we've already lost 6,000 plus Arkansans. We've lost, you know, we've got 3,000 plus new cases over the weekend. Uh, so we are still very much in this pandemic, but we also can't lose our personal rights and liberties as we uh, are dealing with the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, the loss of jobs, the loss of freedoms. So, so no, I don't believe that we should have a statewide mass mandate. That's why we passed a law. Um, I did not believe that we should have had one last year, uh, and so I'm very, you know, Dr. Fauci has been wrong on a number of things. He's been <laughs> right on some things. Um, so I'm not going to try to out science Dr. Fauci because I am not a scientist. I'm not a medical doctor, but I do have common sense. And we have to make the right decisions for ourselves personally and for the state of Arkansas. Um, I was opposed to the mask mandate last summer when the governor put that in place. Uh, he knew that. I did not think that. Uh, we should force that. I, I do believe that we need kids in school. Um, and so, you know, we're learning a lot, but what we can't do is have people lose personal rights and freedoms uh, and their businesses. You know, I I do think that, you know, shutting down certain businesses was very dangerous, you know, loss of jobs. I mean, who am I to tell somebody their business is essential? Because to that person, 
And to that person who is paying their bills, their job is very much essential. Is it all right for businesses to tell their people to go to the, that they have to be vaccinated? Well, I think if you're in the private business and you want your employees um, to be, you know, vaccinated, then that's a decision of that private business owner, just as it's a decision for you to work for that business. Um, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be the government saying, okay, if you work in this industry, it should be up to that company. And if, you know, if you own a, a business where it makes sense and you're in the healthcare profession, then perhaps it is, you know, or they can make arrangements, but we don't need the government telling those private industries how to run their private business. All right. So starting in September, that's really when uh, the run for uh, governor will get underway. I know that you've been out uh, speaking and at engagements all over the state, you know, doing the things you got to do to raise money, things of that nature. When the when when you start really getting out and start giving the stump speeches, what what are the things that you're going to highlight? What are what are things people should know that Leslie Rutledge really believes in the furthest mo- most depths of her heart that she wants to bring to Arkansas? Well, sure, Dave, and I've already been out uh, giving speeches. You know, we kicked the campaign off uh, last summer, and we've got incredible response. And what I tell people is that. You don't. It, for me, it's not a matter of rhetoric. It's not a matter of me saying these things. You can look back over my record of the last seven years as the attorney general and know that if I say I'm going to get something done, we're going to get it done. Um, that it's not. You know, other people are running strictly on magic words, and I'm the only person that's running for governor, Democrat or Republican, that has the seven years of decision-making on behalf of three-plus million Arkansans. And the decisions that I've made have helped make Arkansas the most pro-life state in America because we have wholeheartedly defended those laws that were those pro-life laws that were passed by the legislature. We have wholeheartedly defended our Second Amendment and our right to bear arms. Uh, we have rolled back out-of-control Obama regulations, uh, such as the Waters of the U.S. rule, the Clean Power Plan, the Department of Labor's overtime rule. We're already fighting Joe Biden. I'm not just firing off salty tweets at Joe Biden on Twitter. I'm actually taking action. Uh, critical race theory. A lot of people are concerned about critical race theory, as they should be. Um, but instead of just being mad about it, we've done something about it. Uh, we joined with other AGs and sent a letter to the Biden administration, and uh, we already had a big win. The Biden administration uh, pulled back CRT and part of their uh, requirements for certain grants. And we are already having a positive impact for the people of Arkansas over the last seven years, uh, protecting small businesses, protecting, again, the right to life, the right to bear arms, um, our personal liberties, you know, As you know, Dave, I was a huge supporter of our former president, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I was the only elected official to go to convention as a Trump delegate in 2016. I was a surrogate both 16 and 20. Um, We're frustrated about election laws and concerned about election integrity across the country. And instead of just being mad about it, I was involved in the legislation uh, to help strengthen our laws this year. Um, A lot of people, every single person running for governor, in 2022, had the opportunity to weigh in on legislation. I'm the only person, Democrat, Republican, who actually weighed in on legislation and was actually willing to take a stand on legislation, on issues 
in the state of Arkansas and not waiting till after the fact. Like our transgender laws, everybody could have weighed in on it. But Leslie Rutledge is the only person who weighed in, who helped write the law to protect our girls' opportunities in sports. Uh, under the Girls Act, I, you know, we wrote a law that said biological males cannot play in all female sports. We are wholeheartedly defending uh, Robin Lundstrom's, uh, the bill that Robin Lundstrom led with regard to transgender uh, medical care for adolescents. Again, everybody running for governor had the opportunity to weigh in on this, but I was the only person who weighed in on it before it was passed, and now I'm the only person defending it in court because I believe that we must protect the children of the state of Arkansas, and that means protecting them in the classroom. That means protecting them from bad parents and those who look to harm them, whether it's through cyber crimes and abuse and from uh, doctors and parents who would allow a nine-year-old, one of our defense uh, plaintiffs, rather, in that case is a nine-year-old suing the state of Arkansas uh, so that way they can begin gender uh, treatments. Now, tell me, if when you were nine, Dave, your listeners think about when you were nine or when your kids were nine, if a nine-year-old has the maturity and the capacity to make a life-changing decision such as changing his or her gender. No, I was just trying to figure out how to get the ball over the left field fence for a home run in, in Little League at that time, to be honest with you. So let me, yeah. ask, you, let me, let me ask a question of you of CRT, because I'll be honest, and I've said this to other people, I think that you've been, most, you've been one of the most consequential AGs uh, in uh, the history of, of Arkansas. You have done a superior job in, in your position. You've, you've done very, very good, uh, Leslie. I want to say that to you personally. Well, thank you, Dave. But let's talk about CRT. Do you think it's up to the governor to say, because, look, I'm totally against it. I don't think that you teach anything that racist in a in a school in Arkansas. I think it's right for the governor to say, "Hey, it's it, it's not going to be taught." Do you think that that's up to the governor? Well, ultimately, it should be up to the local school boards and the school districts, and working with the Department of Ed. But I think the governor should weigh in on it. Uh, that we that in the state of Arkansas, that we should. Um, elect a governor that represents our views and values, and I believe that um, Governor Hutchison, and I certainly will as the next governor, um, would stop this sort of misinformation being taught in our schools. America is not a racist country, and that we should not teach these young people to either tell them that you are have been oppressed or that you or came from oppressors when um, that is not the case. And that, you know, there was a period of time in our nation's history uh, under slavery that we were able to come out of. But uh, we don't, you know, that's not what America was founded on. And we need to make sure that people understand the, the freedoms and the personal freedoms that America was founded on to make us the greatest country that the world has ever known. However, um, the the teaching of critical race theory in 1619 Project is continuing to divide our country. And I don't want, um, you know, young kids growing up believing that they have done something wrong when, in fact, it happened two to three hundred years prior 
uh, to them ever being born. And, you know, whether it was something wrong because uh, they were born as an African-American child or whether they were born as a white Caucasian child, that we need to raise these kids to be good people, to love God and to love their country and to take care of their families and their communities. We're out of time. Thank you so much, Leslie. We appreciate you giving us a few moments here on Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we'll talk to you right down the road. Okay, we'll talk to her again down the road. We'll try to get her in for an hour, give her an oppor- give you an opportunity to call in, ask questions as well. But that's going to be for the future. We're not even really into the campaign yet. That won't start till after Labor Day. When that happens, I'm sure we'll find more time from the candidates. Uh, we'll get uh, Sarah on as as well. It's Dave Ellswick's show. We are down done for today. I'll be back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. We'll be uh, joined, of course, uh, as we always are, by Elizabeth Sotolaro. And the Bible guys are back tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great day. Try to stay cool. Loose-fitting clothing, lots of liquids, things of that nature. And know that by the end of this week, the temperature is going to be in the hundreds here in Arkansas. We're going to take a break right now. See you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning.